is Friday, December 1st. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The Cowboys win a shootout on Thursday Night Football. And championship week begins in college football. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Dallas Cowboys put up 41 in a win over the Seahawks. Conference championship games kick off tonight in college football. And Tiger Woods back on the golf course. What is the Vegas lead here, Scott? Let's start with the NFL. Thursday night football, the Cowboys remain undefeated at home, and they score 41 points. That's at, that's their average. That's their the average at home. home. Yeah, yeah. 41-35, the final over the Seahawks. They win. They do not cover the 9.5, but the game flies over the posted total. Yeah, unfortunately, Zach Charbonnet couple too many carries as Seattle was in the game for a lot longer yeah. than we expected them to be. Uh, a rough night defensively for the Cowboys, a, a team that's really kind of leaned on on that side of the ball a lot this year. This was a – this was I don't know if it's the first time this season that they've really looked bad, but it's the, it's the first time in a while that they've looked bad. I guess you go back to the 49ers game where they just got trounced. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what we, that was like week five. So, I mean – the two losses or, or the, the loss to Arizona and the loss to the 49ers. That's the games I remember their defense just struggling. Even the Eagles loss, I don't feel like it was a bad day. This was bad. And well, they picked on Deron Bland all game. I know he did wind up coming away with an interception when they finally switched sides of the field there. But they, Gino picked on him all game. And, and DK Metcalf had a monster. I know he had the long catch and run, but he had a monster game. Jackson Smith and Jigba caught everything that was thrown his way. And Geno throws for 334 yards and three touchdowns. The Seahawks put up 35 points, and they were undefeated in Pete Carroll's tenure whenever they scored 35 points. Man, and you know what? I mean, they probably felt really good about themselves at some point in this game. They felt like they were in control of the game. Well, when they scored the touchdown after Dallas turned it over on downs, I thought that was the game. It was 35-27 at that point. Uh, Another DK Metcalf touchdown. And at that point, the, the Cowboys score 14 unanswered, uh, two field goals and, and a, a two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Cowboys offense is just too explosive in, in their house. Uh, and as it, great of a day as the, the Seahawks had on offense, Cowboys still outgained them, still had more first downs. Yeah. And no turnovers again for mm-hmm. the Cowboys. This Cowboys offense, you know, R- RJ has that ticket. Catches. RJ has that ticket. Dak, Dak Prescott might be the MVP. I mean, this is we got to start having serious conversations mm-hmm. about him being the MVP of the league because he's the guy who's got the numbers that says he should be the MVP. Is he playing for the Eagles who have one loss? No. Uh, but he, his numbers, you put his numbers next to Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. it's not a long conversation. Yeah. All, all t- listen, all it takes is the Eagles losing to the 49ers this week and then the Cowboys beating the Eagles next week. And they're tied in the standings. They're tied, and, and the Cowboys can win the division, and they could be the one seat. You never know, like or the forty. You never know. So Dak is absolutely live. His odds actually dropped after that game. And and let's give the stats on Dak Prescott last night. He was twenty nine of forty one passing, two hundred and ninety nine yards, three touchdowns. He also rushed for twenty three yards, and so he had a good uh, running performance last night and his odds to be the MVP decreased he is now plus 475 so it's Jalen Hurts plus 150 Mahomes plus 380 Lamar plus 450 and Dak plus 475 up on the DraftKings Sportsbook there you go yeah I I think Dak is absolutely very live Uh, another thing that marred this game was penalties oh it was disgusting 19 penalties 257 penalty yards mm-hmm. in this game. There was one drive where the Cowboys had, it was like, I, I don't know what the exact number was, but it was multiple, multiple first downs due to penalties. This, it was three. Yeah, they, they had nine first downs on a drive. That's what it was, nine first downs on the drive. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Seahawks scored three touchdowns once. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Gino threw for three touchdowns three at touchdowns the end of the first on one half. Possession, <laughs> and like, finally, they're like, okay, you got it this time. I mean, it was just, it was a, a comedy uh, of flags. And 
I, that's what it takes apparently to, to send these uh, primetime games over, which has been a difficult thing all season long. But, you know, you put in 257 penalty yards, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get that thing over. So last night the Seahawks dominated the Cowboys defensively, right? The Seahawks offense had their way with them. And I tweeted something out. I said the Cowboys are complete frauds on defense. And I got a lot of backlash for that. I, w- I would have given you backlash too. Okay. And my response is they dominated Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Tommy DeVito, Bryce Young, Sam Howell, and that's it. Yeah. They did not dominate Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert. They did not dominate Jalen Hurts. And they actually didn't dominate Josh Dobbs because he won that football game. And people were like, oh, well, Jalen Hurts didn't throw for that many yards. He didn't turn the football over. Yeah. And the Cowboys, what their strength has been, the reason why they're dominating defensively, they have seven defensive touchdowns this year. And they're picking teams off left and right. They're creating havoc. They're sacking guys all over the field. But Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts all had success. And Geno Smith a competent quarterback. We're not going to put him in the same category as those guys, but if we look at our composite quarterback rankings, let's pull up the sheet here. I don't know that I'd give Justin Herbert much success in that game. He threw for 227. Geno, 17th. 57.2 QBR. I mean, he... I, but it wasn't a Cowboys dominant defensive no, effort. No, not dominant. He did throw a pick, but it was, it was not a they dominant sacked him game. one time. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't. It wasn't five sacks, fumbles, yeah. turn, interceptions, return for touchdowns. I think what I what I saw last night is when the Cowboys are going to struggle is when you you've got a lot of weapons to throw at them, and the, the Seahawks were able to spread the ball around, mm-hmm. and like the 49ers are going to be able to do that. You know, like that's that's the worry is like the 49ers are going to do that to you if you see them in the playoffs. Uh, a team that can't do that to you right now though is the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles have two guys they can throw the ball to right now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is hurt. I, I, I hear they're trying to maybe uh, Bring back Zach, Ertz. Zach Ertz in. Yeah. I don't know how they fit that under the cap, but um, but they they just don't have very many options. And the the Seahawks, man, even they, they could they probably could have the game might still be going. Uh, this morning, if Tyler Lockett has any kind of hands, I, I mean, but everybody was finding their way open because there's just too many guys to cover. And when when you play man coverage like the Cowboys do, uh, if if you've got a ton of weapons out there on the field, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna win their their uh, their matchup. All I'm saying is, look at this gauntlet that the Cowboys are about to face. All right, they had bad defensive performance last night against Geno Smith. Yeah. Now they go up against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Then they have to go to Josh Allen and the Bills, and then to Tua and the Dolphins, and then home to Jared Goff and the Lions. That This will be the true test of what the Cowboys' defense is. Not playing against Tommy DeVito That's fair. and Bryce Young and half a game with Brett Rippon and Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. No, 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 no. We saw what they've done against Brock Purdy. They lost 42-10. to 10. 42 points to 49ers put what's, up in that game. What's your expectation in these games? What do you like in those four games? What what's the Cowboys record? I think they what go, what's is two and two a success? Two and two is absolutely a success because we know there's a huge difference between the Cowboys at home and on the road. That's what I'm saying. And when they have to go to Buffalo, and it's it's probably going to be cold. AJ, yeah. I think Buffalo wins that football game. But if they put up 41 against the Eagles and they put up 41 against the Lions. I feel good about their chances in the two home games. Yeah, the Lions could be a 52-41 type of game. <laughs> you know, we'll see. Those, that could be a shootout there in Jerry's world. Uh, that is a it's either Monday night or a – It's a Monday night. It's on ABC. So Yeah, it's, but it could be a Saturday. When's New Year's Eve this year? Because that's a, that's a 30th. That's December 30th. So I pull out my handy-dandy calendar. It's a Saturday night. Oh, So it's okay, a Saturday game. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know they have the Saturday yeah. games at the end of the year. So, yeah, that's a Saturday game on ABC, yes. Um, it'll be like that. Monday Night Football special. Bim, 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 bim. Uh, so that'll be the true test of this Cowboys team. But right now, odds to win the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys are your sixth favorite, 9-1. to one. Who are the five ahead of them? I'll let you guess. Uh, San Francisco. Yes. I'll go Kansas City. Yes. I will say mm, Baltimore. Yes, slightly. 
plus eight fifty. I guess Philly at this point. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Although I, I still think I think the Cowboys are better than Philly. Okay. So I but say one it like team that, is ten and one. AJ. I get it, but I, I mean, I'm just telling you what I, I think that one team is is better than the okay. other. Um, one team's ten and one and has the tiebreaker in the division over them. Eagles, Ravens, Chiefs, Niners. There's one more. Yes. Oh, it can't be Jacksonville, is it? No. Come on. Best is it offense? Buffalo? No. Best offense. Oh, Miami. Yes. First of all, San Francisco is the best offense. When healthy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and secondly, I, I think Dallas might be just as good as is uh, is Miami when mm-hmm. it comes to it. So I guess it depends on what you think of this Dallas defense. So yep. uh, yeah, that's uh, I I think Dallas. I, I I'd put Dallas ahead of. I, I think Dallas has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than everybody I mentioned except for the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. I just worry about the Cowboys having to go on the road. Not, I would too. They I, need I, they need home field more yeah, than anybody. I, I don't, would say. I don't. Think, I agree with. I that. don't think they go to Philly and win a playoff game. I don't think they go to San Francisco and win a playoff. I, game. I agree with you completely there. Uh, let's talk about the, the Seattle Seahawks now, who drop into the seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture. The Vikings are now the sixth seed, uh, or with the head-to-head tiebreaker over Seattle. How about that? The Vikings, who have uh, lost two straight games, are ne- are still the sixth seed. Yeah. Not even the seventh. They're the sixth now in the NFC. Uh, the Seahawks, they are six and six. They can get leapfrogged by the Packers this weekend, maybe even the Rams. The Saints are still in the mix. You look at the Seahawks' remaining schedule. They've <laughs> dropped three straight games now. They are at the 49ers. Four straight. Home against the Eagles. Probably five straight. At the Titans, home against the Steelers, and at the Cardinals. I think they have to win those last three games. Like, I, I think if they're going to make the playoffs, they have to win those last three games. Because, I mean, if they don't, they're 8-9. and Because we're assuming at San Fran and, and home to the Eagles there are losses. So I would, I would give them I, I think you have to win all three of your final games. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for a team that I, I believe will go into that Titans game having lost five straight. So you're 9-8. and eight. Does 9-8 and eight get you into the playoffs? I, in the I, I think it probably does. It probably does. Depends on what Green Bay does and Minnesota does down the stretch. But, yeah, I, I, I think it should. But, again... The only way that happens, if you win all three of those games, what's the, what would you think the spread would be at Tennessee right now? I mean, it, I, don't, I don't think minus one and a half. I don't know if there's. I don't know if Seahawks can be road favorites right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, up on the draft, Seahawks Sportsbook. lost to the Rams at, on the road. You know, up on the DraftKings Sportsbook right now, Seahawks to make the playoffs. The yes plus one fifty five. The no minus one ninety. Yeah, I, I think they're an underdog at this point. Yep. Well, especially with that schedule. All right, AJ, speaking of schedule, let's look ahead to Sunday's action here in week 13 of the NFL. And you mentioned those Titans, so let's start off in Nashville, where the Titans are one-point home dogs against the Indianapolis Colts. This is the hardest game on on the board for me to, like, pick a a, a, a side on. I, I normally love Rabel as a dog, um, but I, I just think both these teams have a hard time moving the football. Both these teams obviously want to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams have quarterbacks that they don't particularly trust. Both defenses are much better stopping the run than they are the pass. I just think it's an offensive struggle. This get the the matchup in Indy was twenty three to sixteen, and that's when Ryan Tannehill was healthy. Now you got Will Levis. This feels like an under game for me. Yeah, I also worry about the Colts now that Jonathan Taylor's out. Yeah, um, he was starting to find his groove in that offense, and now he's out. So they're running. Their rushing game takes a hit. I I backed Vrabel as a home dog, so that's where I would lean here. And the Titans kind of, um, you know, got a confidence-boosting win over the Panthers last week. And Derrick Henry, you know, rushed the ball well. So maybe that leads to having success here this week. The Chargers are at the Patriots. Chargers five-and-a-half-point favorites over. Bailey Zappi looks like he's going to get the start. This is another underplay. Uh, First of all, the Chargers shouldn't be laying five-and-a-half on the road to anybody. Not even even Bailey Zappi. I'm sorry. Uh, they're in the conversation of teams that you you cannot lay more than a field goal on the road with. That said, I've just got no interest in backing New England here. Uh, it, 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 like Foxborough looks like there's going to be rain, high of 50 degrees. That sounds like bad news for two teams who either, I don't know if they can't or just won't run the football. Yeah. Uh, you would think if you had Mac Jones, you'd want to focus on the run game. They they just don't. I guess you're chasing yeah. all the time. But um, these two teams have both offenses have just been struggling. I don't know what Keenan Allen's health status is. I assume that Bill Belichick is going to find a way to game plan Austin Eckler out. Mm-hmm. And if you take away Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen's banged up, 
The Chargers have nothing else. And they benched uh, Quentin Johnson. Yeah, he sucks. And listen, the, the Patriots aren't going to move the football. Even uh, I don't care who's banged up on the Chargers defense. I don't really know if it matters what defense is on the other side of them. They, they couldn't move the ball against the Giants defense, which is a bad defense. Although, I'll tell you right now, if if they lose this game to the Patriots, Brandon Staley doesn't, he make, has it, to be fired. He doesn't make it on the flight home. I, I agree. They have this to fire is, him on the spot. This is a coaching for your job game. I, if you are 4-8 and eight and you lose – to the Patriots, who might be the worst team in the league right now. I mean, the Panthers look like a little more competitive than them in their games. You have, you cannot be on the plane home. You know what I think I might do? I might put $100 on the Chargers' money line here. Uh, that way, if they lose, mm-hmm. I just paid $100 to never see Brandon Staley's face yeah. again. So uh, that would be worth it to me. As a guy who's, who's attached at the hip, according to RJ, to Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. that would be worth it to me <laughs> to never have to see Brandon Staley again. The Lions are at the Saints. Detroit is a four-point road favorite in the Dome. And I think that benefits the Lions playing indoors. In fact... All of the remaining games for the Detroit Lions will be indoors. Yeah, we don't like road Jared Goff. Well, we like indoors Jared Goff. Yeah, this is... Here's the stats for the Lions and Jared Goff. You ready for this? Yeah. Over the last three seasons, they are 20-8 and ATS indoors. Okay, that's strong. (laughs) Well, we know Jared Goff's ATS numbers are are, are generally really solid. But outdoors, 34-34-2 ATS. Indoors, 30-16 ATS. But he's 20 and 8 against the spread in the last three seasons. In November or uh, earlier, he's okay. In December and January, on outdoors, 9, 14, and 1, 80. Yes. So Jared Goff, don't do cold. Yeah. And this uh, lately, the last couple of weeks, I've been against the Lions and, and I've faded them successfully. I felt like their, their numbers were just out of control. And, it, and a lot of it was, I think they've got a bad defense. I think they're okay against the run, I think they're a bad defense against the pass. Well, the Saints, the Saints aren't going to do anything about that. What are the Saints going to do? Suddenly start throwing the ball down the field? Chris Olave's hurt. Uh, Derek Carr's. There's something wrong with him. I, I think the Saints, their option is to just run their heads into the wall. I, I don't think that works. Uh, and then the Saints' defense, also good against the pass, stink against the run. And the Lions, 170 yards per game in their last four games on the ground. Gibbs, Montgomery, both healthy. I, I think Goff, you know, being a, a, an indoor quarterback. I, I think this is a good spot to back the Lions for for the first time in a long time. Yep. Falcons are at the Jets. Atlanta, a two-point road favorite. Total in this one of 34. And I think the only way you can look in this game is the under. Uh, I agree. I think you can look at the Jets as a teaser leg. I, I And on, if I had to play a side, I would play the Jets. Um, my, this goes back to my rule of thumb. Don't lay points on the road with bad teams. Don't lay points on the road with Desmond Ritter. Okay? That, that's... That's an easy rule. What I would say is the Falcons have figured out that B. John Robinson is good at football. Yeah. It took them a while. The last two weeks, I mean, this guy has been a force. Um, it, but the, the Falcons have just stunk when they've gone up in class against good defenses. Against top 10 DVOA defenses, they're 0-3, averaging less than 14 points a game. The Jets are fourth in DVOA, the best defense they've faced all year. I would play the over on young way Koo field goals in this one. That's probably a good call. Cardinals are at the Steelers. You and I disagreed on this one on the Dream Pods. Crossfire. Five and a half point favorites. Yeah, I still feel okay fading the Steelers team. I'm convinced they're the luckiest team that's ever existed in the world. (laughs) Uh, And I get it. The offense looked better with Matt Canada gone last week. But does that one data point take them from a minus three on the look ahead to minus five and a half? I just don't think it should. They still only scored one touchdown in that game. And if they weren't playing against a completely inept quarterback, Mm -hmm. They probably lose, and then what are we talking about? You know, Kyler Murray is not inept, and Kyler Murray is the kind of quarterback that can give the Steelers trouble because their their defense is so built on getting after the passer. And Kyler Murray, he doesn't mind a pass rush. He gets away from. He's faster than T.J. Watt. Yeah. Um. So, and I, the the Arizona defense is so bad. So bad. I get it, but Pickett is still a joke. Deontay Johnson doesn't even look like he wants to be on the team. Uh. And he apologized for his effort. I would hope I would hope he like walked away from a fumble and then Kyler Murray 14 and four ATS uh, as as an underdog with an average cover margin of eight and a half points per game Uh, uh, 14 and four ATS as a road dog that's pretty strong Cardinals defense 32nd in pressure rate 32nd in opponents first down 31st in EPA per play they suck second in success rate yep they suck They, they suck Dolphins are at the commanders Miami laying nine and a half on the road listen I, I like I like the commanders here. It's gross. 
they they stink on defense too. But this is a big number to lay on the road for Miami. It's going to be in the 50s. There's rain in the forecast in Washington. The Dolphins scoring margins, five games at home this year, they're plus 21 points per game. Six games outside of Miami, minus three points per game. Mm-hmm. This offense clicks at home. Tua is 0-7 straight up in outdoor road games December or later since he's been drafted. This offense, when it, when it gets to be bad weather, it does not work. And the commanders are, like I said, they're not a team that I'm thrilled to back. Uh, but Sam Howell, I feel, is is going to put up some yards here. All you got to do is keep me into single digits. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should be able to do that here. Well, Tua has avoided the big upset bug because he's 11-0 straight up, 8-3 ATS as a favorite of over a field goal, four, four points or more. Okay. So he doesn't, he doesn't play down to his competition. He usually covers when they're laying, you know, a bigger number. Yeah, the Dolphins are bullies, but they're certainly better bullies at home Absolutely. than on the road. Broncos are at the Texans, and Houston is a three-point favorite over Denver. The Broncos, fought, they're they're one of the uh, the three teams that I, like, are on the, I guess I need a fourth team to create a Mount Rushmore. It's to be determined uh, who the, the fourth Mount Rushmore team will be. Of the Luckbox Mount Rushmore, okay. and the Broncos are prominently featured there. 16 to 2 turnovers in the last 5 games in that 5 game win streak. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying, "Well, the defense is better, but it's not. They're still they're 29th in success rate over the last 5 games. 29th in the league. They go from 8th in EPA per play over the last 5 weeks to 22nd if you take out all the turnovers. That's all that stuff is not repeatable. I just I don't believe in this Broncos defense. I've never bought into their offense. I love what the Texans are doing right now. Uh, the fan base is excited for once. First time in a long time that the fans are excited about the Texans. Um, they feel like they got jobbed last week. They felt like there was a very unfavorable whistle. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the Texans are going to come out strong here. I, I like the Texans this week. My only hesitation is that C.J. Stroud in his 11 starts in his career, 5-2 and two ATS as an underdog, 0-4 as a favorite. Yeah, it's fair. So not a role that he's uh, accustomed to here in the NFL. Sure. The Panthers are at the Bucks, and Tampa Bay in this one is your favorite laying five points. I think there's an argument here for for Carolina getting that new coach bounce. Um, RJ like Tampa. I I don't. I'm not on the same side as him. I, I wouldn't look at Tampa honestly. I, I still think Carolina is one of the least talented teams in the league. But I think these these coaches could losing these coaches could help. Particularly, Deuce Staley being fired. I think Deuce Staley is the sole reason Miles Sanders keeps getting the football instead of mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard, who's clearly better than him. And I think we'll see more Chuba Hubbard. And the Bucks are super banged up on the defensive side. Levante David, Jamel Dean, they've got multiple guys missing practices. And Baker Mayfield was, was gimpy last week. They say he's going to play, but if he's not 100%, like, what's the downgrade to Kyle Trask? Um, I, I think there's value on this number. Tampa, one in six since the bye week. I'll take five and a half points and, and hope for a little life out of this Panthers team that now that Frank Reich's gone. Yeah, Baker dealing with an ankle. Todd Bowles says he, he's going to play. Browns are at the Rams. And speaking of starting quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns, do we have confirmation yet on Joe Flacco or DTR? It is not confirmed, but Joe Flacco took all the, the first team reps at practice. And it's starting to look like uh, like that's the case. And Joe Flacco says he's excited about the possibility. Uh, listen, I- I'll be honest. I'm not thrilled about the possibility, mm-hmm. but I'm more excited than I would be if, if P.J. Walker was playing. And yeah. I've been stubbornly backing this Cleveland Browns team because I think outside of quarterback, there's still a very, very good roster. Mm-hmm. And are they good enough to win a Super Bowl? No. It, they would have needed Deshaun Watson to play like Texans Deshaun Watson to, to win a Super Bowl. But can they make the playoffs? Yes. And I think to this franchise specifically, making the playoffs is a huge, huge deal. Uh, even if they know they've got no chance to make it, they'd rather make the playoffs and lose in the first round than get a better draft pick. Cleveland fans are tired of better draft picks. Yeah, They want to see meaningful football going on in, in January. Um, I, I like the Browns here. They, they are the best pass rush in football. Matt Stafford turns into a pumpkin when the pass rush comes after him. So I, I think you can uh, you could see some life out of the Browns here and watch Joe Flacco come out, throw for 250. 
Yeah, he very well could. And wouldn't that be such a story? Oh, my God. Uh, the game of the week, 49ers at the Eagles. It's a rematch of the NFC Championship game. 49ers laying three in the ultimate revenge spot. Yeah, no doubt. And everybody talked this week about the 92 plays that the, uh, the Eagles defense was on the field against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And what they didn't talk about was how banged up they left that game. Fletcher Cox hurt in that game. Jordan Davis hurt in that game. We don't know if Lane Johnson is going to play or not. And the Niners got extra rest. So the the Eagles played overtime against the freaking Bills, mm-hmm. and the Niners have been chilling. That's um, the thing, yep. The Eagles bottom 10 in the league defending tight ends. Kittle's playing his best ball of the season right now. I, listen, I the Eagles have their spot on Mount Luckmore. Uh, it's going to run out eventually. They're, they're not good enough to keep winning all these, these coin flip games. I think coming off an overtime win, a road game to Dallas on deck, this is a great spot to fade the Eagles. Teams uh, since 2000 coming off of an overtime game where their opponent ran over 90 plays. The following week, they are 6-12 and 12 straight up. There you go. So not good for the folks. I, the and I, as Fez was tweeting this out uh, yesterday, and I agree with him. I mean, obviously, Fez knows a lot more about this math than I do. I think San Francisco minus three is not a good bet. So I, I think you have to get San Francisco minus two and a half for it to be a, a valuable bet. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, Sunday night, it's the Chiefs at the Packers in Kansas City laying six on the road. Green Bay's quietly been playing pretty well. Um, in the second half. They, they are, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're three and one straight up in ATS in the last four. Average cover margin, eight and a half game, eight and a half points per game over that stretch. And a lot of that is Jordan Love's playing better. He, he just had his best QBR of the season against Detroit. Christian Watson, Jaden Reed have both emerged as, like, actual NFL players. Um, They didn't have anyone they could throw the ball to early in the season. There was no one they trusted. And the Chiefs' offense continues to be very average. The Chiefs this season have scored 10 more points than the Denver Broncos. Like, isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, it's wild. But that's, that's the reality here. They've scored less points than the Colts. They've scored less points than the Texans. If you can slow down Travis Kelsey, it's hard for the Chiefs offense to do much of anything. And six on the road, the Packers have extra rest, home field advantage. Chiefs have look ahead to the Bills game. This feels like a good spot to back the dog. I like the fourth quarter for the Packers here. If you can get a plus a half in the fourth quarter right now, I would do it. Chiefs are three and eight in the ATS in the fourth quarter this season. 17 and 34 ATS in the fourth quarter of the last three seasons. The Packers, meanwhile, averaging 13 and a half points in the second half of this season. And we know it's a Sunday night game, mm-hmm. so it's obviously going to go under because every yeah. Sunday night <laughs> game goes under. Yeah. So there's going to be 20 points scored in the game, plus six. So it's got to be valuable. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well... I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now 
and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. College Football AJ Championship Weekend, it kicks off tonight. The Conference USA title game and the Pac-12 Championship here in Vegas. Let's start with the Conference USA title game, New Mexico at number 24, Liberty. New Mexico State. New Mexico State, yes, at number 24, Liberty. So it is a home game, a true home game for Liberty. And this line has ticked up. It is now Liberty minus 11 and a half. Yeah. Uh, listen, this is a, it's an awesome quarterback matchup. I think it's going to be one of the more fun games. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I lean to New Mexico State. Like I said, I think when we did the college football pod, I said I lean to whoever's on the right side of the 10. Uh, I think there's a really good chance this game lands 10. I like New Mexico State. I, I'm not going to play this game. I lean to New Mexico State at anything above 10. I'd, I'd lean to Liberty at anything below 10. Um, I, this is just, it, to me, they were plus nine and a half when they went to Liberty the first time. Mm-hmm. They've covered every game since, and now they're two points worse. I, I just don't know how that happens. Yeah, they're four and two ATS as a dog. They've won eight straight games. That includes the upset over Auburn. So New Mexico State's certainly playing well. Liberty, meanwhile, is undefeated. They're playing for a chance at a perfect season. They're playing for a chance at a New Year's Six bowl bid if they should finish ranked higher than Tulane. And that could be with the Tulane loss or just a Tulane narrow victory because they're only two spots behind them in the fight in the college football playoff rankings right now. And if Liberty has a blowout win and Tulane like has like a backdoor win, maybe the committee favors uh, Liberty to get the New Year's Six Bowl game. I'm not sure. It'll be interesting. It'll certainly be a nice story to have an undefeated team in there. It would be. Uh, do you want to hear the forecast for uh, for Liberty in Virginia tonight? I'm going to say in the 30s. How about 32? Yeah, it's cold. Uh, that That's pretty damn cold uh, and 50% chance of precipitation. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a chilly one. All right. Well, let's move on to the Pac-12 title game where it's indoors. Yeah, it won't be chilly. Here in Vegas, number five, Oregon, number three, Washington. And the spread has gone up a little bit here in this one as well. Oregon. Now a 10-point favorite. Yeah, I don't want to be involved in this game, and 10 points makes me feel like I have to be involved. We, we talked about this before. Washington closed as a three-point favorite at home to Oregon. They won by three. They pushed. Mm-hmm. Let's say we give Washington three points for home. We're saying these teams are even on a neutral when they played, what, six weeks ago? That was uh, October something. Yeah. Now Oregon's 10 points better. There's no major injuries. Uh, Michael Penix's head hasn't fallen off. That is an insane adjustment based on what I'm referring to as just eye test, because that's all anybody will say about Oregon is eye test. Well, everyone out. Um, I, I just think it's too much of a move. I, I lean to the dog here. I just think that that's it, especially at 10. I may actually have to play it at 10. It's just out of control to me. Since that game, Washington's won each of their games by an average of six points. Oregon has won all of their games by an average of 25 points yeah. or, or more. Over 25 points yeah. per game. So the Oregon is just absolutely dominating, and Bo Nix is playing for the Heisman Trophy in this one. He is your Heisman favorite. Here's here's a thought. Instead of what's the what's the current Heisman odds on Bo Nix? Right now, odds for Bo Nix to win the Heisman is minus one ninety. Okay. So instead of Oregon money line, just bet Bo Nix. Bet Bo Nix minus one ninety, and you don't have to give and ten points. To, and it's just Oregon wins the game. He's going to win the Heisman. I think so. I think. I know you got to wait a little while for your money. Yeah. But I think it's a much safer bet. Like, what's Oregon's money line price right now? Oh, they're minus 10-point favorites, so it's minus 380. So you're you're paying half price, paying half price. for Bo Nix to be yeah. the Heisman. If he wins this game, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. It's very hard to see them win the game and him not get the Heisman because Jaden Daniels doesn't have another game. Nope. And, frankly, I don't think he deserves it. Uh, Penix, who could outplay him in this game and win this game, but Penix's odds right now are plus 1,600. That's another thing, too. If, if, do you take Washington Moneyline or Penix plus 1,600? Oh, I'd still take – I still think you uh, 
You know what? I, I don't know. But if Michael Penix wins this game, I don't know because statistically he hasn't matched up with I know, uh, I I, know. Nix's numbers. Bo Nix might still win it. So yeah. uh, I, I think if you like Oregon in this game, a Bo Nix Heisman ticket might be the cheaper way I, to get I to like it. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, for the rest of the breakdowns of the games on Saturday, go to RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed and listen to the College Football Dream Preview. It was our longest episode of the season. We broke down the entire slate. We gave a play on every single game, including best bets for this championship slate. I'll run down the current odds courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook in the Big 12 title game. It is Texas now laying 15 and a half mm, over Oklahoma State. That, we know Texas is going to want style points. Yep, and that game being played at AT&T Stadium. Miami of Ohio is playing Toledo in the MAC title game, and that game is in Ford Field in Detroit, home of the MAC. And Toledo is an eight-point favorite there. What's the total? I think that's important. 44. Okay. Okay. Here in Vegas – it is the Mountain West title game between the hometown UNLV Rebels against Boise State. Boise State, two-and-a-half-point road favorites. I, I like UNLV here I catching know. points. It's like hard for me over. to look away from. I do, too. Total is now uh, at 59, so it went up. Yep. Total went up. In the SEC title game in Atlanta, number one, Georgia. Number eight, Alabama. Georgia, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Total of 54-and-a-half. The AAC, the American Athletic Conference, will feature number 22 Tulane hosting SMU, so a true home game for the Wave, and Tulane is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. SMU Total taking money. is 47. In the Sun Belt title game, Troy is your home team. They are hosting Appalachian State because James Madison can't be in this yep. game, and James Madison doesn't have a head coach anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy is a five-point favorite. Wow, that's a big App move. State. This was six and a half when we did the uh, the pod, so that's yeah. a that's a big move uh, towards Appalachian State. I I know you, we're on opposite sides of that. I think mm-hmm. you you like Appalachian, I like, I like App Troy, State. Yep. yeah. And number two, Michigan, number sixteen, Iowa, the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. Michigan, a 22-point favorite with a total of 34-and-a-half. I mean, well, yeah, that makes sense. And let me update, how, many, how many is Iowa going to score? I, I will update you on the team totals, the team props, right? Because when we recorded the uh, college football pod, Iowa's total in each half was 0.5. You literally could have bet that. zero Over 0.5 in the first half and over 0.5 in the second half. It has now been updated. It is two and a half now in the first <laughs> half and two and a half in the second half. So you can fade a safety now. That helps. You can fade the safety. I think what happened is, is it, it became so public that, like, everyone just started betting it. And so DraftKings was like, wait a minute. Like, that's nonsense. We can't have, like, an over-under zero, right? Like yeah. so, so let's just give it two and a half. If they kick a field goal, you hit the over, but at least the safety is now out of the equation. It's wild. I joked on the college ball pod. I was like, Michigan backed the punt inside their own end zone, and the punt, it could snap goes over his head. <laughs> and you cash your Iowa over. Gross. This is uh, – I don't think Iowa scores in this game, honestly. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and, oh, one more game, the ACC championship game. And this one is interesting. This is the most important game to some. Yes. (laughs) But this is interesting, okay? Because it's number 14 Louisville, number four Florida State, game played in Charlotte. Florida State is laying one and a half. There are rumors swirling around the interweb that Tate Rodemaker is dealing with a concussion (laughs) and might not play in this game. Wow. He was seen throwing the ball in practice, though. Not in, like, like just in throwing drills. So right. it wasn't in, like, full team reps or whatever. I can't pl- – first off, I like Florida State to win this game just because of their defense. But if they don't have a quarterback, if they're down to their third-string quarterback, I mean, this. Well, first of all, this could be the conspiracy of all conspiracies, the college football playoff committee getting yeah. involved here. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine that? We are investigating Florida State for improper concussion protocols here. Uh, Rodemaker is ineligible to play. So I don't know what's going to happen in this game, but keep an eye out for those rumors involving Florida State quarterback Tate Rodemaker. Uh, the third-string quarterback looks like Brock Glenn, who is a true freshman. 
uh, three-star true freshman from Memphis. It says, pro-style signal caller who is advanced in his ability to scan the field and process the game. Well put together build, a shade under 6'2", 185. Uh, ran an electronically timed 47840. And uh, he says, can improve the natural zip on his ball as it tends to die on deeper throws. He also has the look of like a mid-90s frat boy that is uh, okay. Do you, not ideal. You want to know something about Brooklyn? Sure. His real name is Auburn. Mm, I don't trust him. His name is Auburn Glenn, but he goes by his middle name of Brock. I don't trust him. Yeah. He's the son of Donna and Chuck Glenn. Oh, well, I knew that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so what does this make you want to do with, like, you're, you're, I mean. I ain't it, touching it. Yeah, okay, you're out on it altogether. You bought out of your position? I've uh, Not yet. I need more. I got a little bit of info on the Rodemaker thing. I need more. Okay. I need more info and you know it's fortunate enough as the game's on Saturday. I yep. don't have to I can later today I can get more information from people close to Florida State and I can find out if indeed Rodemaker is dealing with this concussion. And then if I find out, I'll buy out of it. And um it's not gonna even cost me that much because if it, the news gets public and the line moves, what does it go from? It goes from Florida State minus one and a half to maybe Louisville minus one probably one and a half. Yeah. It's, it's, I can still play yeah. Louisville money line. It's yeah. not like, I'm going to lose the VIG, but who cares? Like yeah. it, it saves me a position here. I don't lose my full bet. So, um, But keep an eye out on that for the latest information about Tate Rodemaker. And again, for a full breakdown of every game for this championship weekend, head to RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed. College basketball last night. No big upsets in the top 25. Florida Atlantic really handled Liberty, un- previously unbeaten Liberty, 83-58 win womp, womp. for the Owls. Yeah, I can do the Liberty-Bibbity type. Liberty-Bibbity. I, I love those For the people, AJ. I love them. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, 107, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, 86-79-65. Creighton gets the win and the cover. Three-star caches for your boy uh, as Creighton just dominated Oklahoma State start to finish. And the University of Texas, 77, Texas State, 58. So Texas was losing that game. I don't know if you saw this. Texas was losing, and you were like, oh, no, like this is like a upset alert. They ended the game. I think it was a twenty-eight to eight run for Texas. Yeah, that'll that'll, uh, that'll usually get you there. You have those uh, those twenty-eight to eight runs. Twenty-eight to eight run to end the game. Uh, let's look at the top twenty-five today. We got a couple great matchups as the Big East Big Twelve battle gets underway. The Houston Cougars laying nine and a half points on the road at Xavier, and I like the Cougs here. Uh, this is a game where Xavier is not only are they not what they were a year ago, they lose Sole Boom, they they lose Colby Jones, Jack Nunji, Adam Kumpel. They're, they're a shell of what they're supposed to be this year. Neither one of their projected starters in the front court has played a game yet. Jerome Hunter's been hurt. Zach Fremantle, as always, is hurt. Basically, they've got a North Texas transfer and a bunch of freshmen in the front court. Mm. That's a disaster against a, a UH team that is just – dominant on the boards and feast on turnovers. They are top 10 in the country in turnovers created and top 10 in turnovers. Like they don't turn the ball over. They're nearly top 10 in both offensive and defensive rebounding. They just have so many more. They usually get about 16 more shots than their opponents. That's why they keep blowing teams out. Yeah, they're the best analytical team in the country. I think they blow them out here. Uh, So a good spot, I think, for UH. Although, Xavier, it's a tough place to play. Uh, Purdue, minus 6.5 at Northwestern. Purdue, the number one team in the country. Northwestern feisty, though, at 5-1. There's something fishy here because I thought this line was going to be closer to 10, and I was going to have some interest in Northwestern. Uh, book said, no, we know what you're thinking here, Bubba, and made it six and a half, so it's a pass for me. Scott, we've got ourselves a system play. Yep, number five, Kansas, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over number four, UConn, updating the system this year when a lower-ranked team is favored over a higher-ranked team within the top 25. It is and 2-0 right now in overall when you count unranked teams as well. It's 4-3. and three. And we talked about this, the irony that three of those games were Texas A&M as the ranked team, as the dog, and Texas A&M won as the ranked team twice. 
as as the as the dog, and they so that's responsible for the two of the three uh, losses here in the system. But if you're just looking at top twenty five ranked teams, lower ranked team favored over higher ranked, two and zero so far. Well, this is my best bet on the college basketball pod that I did last night. Don't so uh, I, I'm going to go Kansas minus two and a half. UConn. This is their first real elite test of the season. Happens to be their first road game of the year as well. Meanwhile, Kansas has already been out there with Marquette, Kentucky, Tennessee. Mm. Hunter Dickinson is a tough matchup for Donovan Klingon. He can draw him out of the paint. When you take that seven-footer out of the paint, it opens things up, opens up for McCullough to attack the basket. I think we've got a big edge in both three-point offense, three-point defense. The path to offense for UConn is at the rim. The problem is Kansas is just huge, number six nationally in, in, in height. Uh, I think UConn is really good, obviously. This is a defending national champion. They've won 13 games in a row. But they aren't unbeatable by any means. There was a run last year. They lost 8 out of 10 games. This team has flaws just like all the other teams. Give me the better coach, the more complete roster, laying less than a possession on a really good home court. I like Kansas, minus 2.5. That'll be my best bet for this game. Let's go system. One more game in top 25 action. BYU laying 14.5 points at home to a ugh, Fresno State team. Let's take a look at the NBA schedule tonight. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA guru, is with us here on SOV. And the game, uh, the action will start tonight with the Magic hosting the Wizards. Orlando, an 11.5-point favorite over Washington. Magic, 13-5 and this season, Mackenzie. Yeah, they're the best team in the NBA defensively, especially in the first half, and the Wizards are the worst. So that is, <laughs> that is quite the dichotomy. You have immediate revenge here where the Wizards just lost to them. I don't think they're the kind of team that cares. I mean, Jordan <laughs> Poole is, is running Glo- Harlem Globetrotter stuff out there. I don't think he's like, hey, guys, let's buckle down. I don't, I don't think I don't see it. 76ers are at the Celtics. This is a big matchup. Boston, six-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, important to note, Boston, yeah. after this game, uh, they're off for the weekend, and then Monday will play in the NBA Cup quarterfinals. Right, so there's a couple things going on here. Number one, Embiid is questionable. I get the feeling he's going to play, so probably this line goes down. On the other hand, though, I like the Celtics here in this matchup. Whether Embiid plays or not, you get the appropriate number. Because they have two days off, they can go balls to the wall just like they did against the Bulls, play their guys as much as they want because rarely in the NBA do you get two consecutive days off. That's what they're worried about. Yeah, no games on Sunday in the NBA. That's very odd. What is December, what is it, 3rd? December 3rd, just weird. Like, I don't know why. Who are they celebrating? I I don't know. Maybe just getting ready for the NBA Cup, giving the team off day before they travel. Because you know why? It's actually smart because – Teams didn't know where they would have to go for Monday and Tuesday sure, sure, the NBA sure. Cup. So you have the built-in off day to uh, logistically allow all these teams on Saturday to have an off day, travel home. Make it a Sunday. Well, that's what I'm saying. Logistically, yeah. they did it so that they can every team can have the ability to prep for the potential of traveling on you know for the Monday traveling on that day Sunday to play the Monday. There's been a lot of complaints about the end-season tournament. The numbers are the numbers. It's been very successful for the NBA. They know what they're doing. The Knicks are at the Raptors. Toronto, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The Knicks uh, will be in the NBA Cup, and they'll play on Tuesday. And lose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elsewhere tonight, we have the uh, Grizzlies at the Mavericks. Dallas, a ten-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Spurs are at the Pelicans. New Orleans, 12-and-a-half-point favorites, McKenzie. And how, how many losses is it now for the Spurs in a row? 13? Yeah, and McKenzie. That's a baker's dozen. I, I was looking at this game, and I, my thought was, I'm going to play Pelicans first half, you know, assuming they were getting ready for the, the play-in yeah. game. But like you said, they are they already have the rest. Like, is there any reason not to play a full game bet as opposed to the minus 7-and-a-half in the first half? Well, I mean, more rest is still good. If they're up if they're up big in the second half, they're still worried about the biggest game of their season up to this point, which is going to be on Monday. And this is a game that could potentially be up 20-and-a-half. Yes, definitely. So first half makes sense a lot of the times for big favorites. With the Pelicans and their athleticism and their fatigue potential, I don't mind the first half at all. All right, I think that's what I'm going to lock in. Uh, Pelicans minus 7.5 in the first half here. And the Nuggets are at the Suns. Denver, 2.5-point favorites. There was a prop. How many games are Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal going to play? It's unbelievable how much the under is going to cash so early. Bradley Beal, I'm sorry, no, he's out. Forget about him. Devin Booker sprained his ankle. He's probably not going to be there. Even with the Nuggets being banged up, they're favored in this game for a reason. Uh, The Suns are scrambling to figure it out. Give out a couple of winners yesterday morning on SOVAM in the NHL for last night. Uh, the Bruins uh, uh, on the puck line against the Sharks, they win 3 nothing. 
and our very own Golden Knights. They were taking on the Canucks. We like the under in that game, and VGK wins four to one. So the game does go under the post total. VGK, yeah, baby, taking care of business. Just two games on your schedule tonight. Those Sharks will play the second of a back to back at the Devils, New Jersey minus four twenty. AJ, <laughs> it's the second of a back-to-back for uh, New Jersey as well as they beat the Flyers in overtime 4-3 last night. You, uh, you, it was a Hughes-to-Hughes connection in overtime. You laying it? Well, I'm going to do the puck line again. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's over-reliable. Yeah, over-reliable. And the Senators are at the Blue Jackets, Ottawa, a minus-140 favorite. UFC travels to Austin, Texas this weekend, and, man, are they bringing a good card. This is one of the best non-pay-per-view cards of the year. It was so good, in fact – that we did a uh, we did a full pod on it, uh, and you can go check that out as well on Straight Out of Vegas AM feed, and we'll go over all the fights there, or not all the fights, but we went over the top three fights on the card there, including the main event, Benil Dariush and Armand Sarukian, which is a fantastic fight. I'm gonna give a best bet though on one of the one of the early fights on the main card, Punahale Soriano. We're gonna go with him by KO, TKO, or DQ at plus one twenty. And this is a good matchup for Soriano. He's fighting a guy named Dustin Stoltzfoots, 1-4 in the UFC so far. I think he's probably better than that record says he is, but he's slow-footed. He's generally a poor athlete. He would love to get Soriano to the ground, but so would everybody. Soriano just did a great job defending takedowns against Nick Maximov, who I think is a much better wrestler than Stoltzfus. And I believe he should have won that split decision. And losing to Roman Kopolov, not as bad as people make it sound. Kopolov, one of the better strikers in the UFC, they got into a striking match. Soriano got caught. That's going to happen. That is not a path to victory for Dustin Stoltzfus. He is not going to knock out Puna Soriano. To me, it's pretty clear that Stoltzfus is not a UFC-caliber fighter. Oof. Puna is going to make those guys look bad all day. Puna Hale Soriano by KO, TKO, or DQ, plus 120. That'll be my best bet. You have a card up this weekend? For the I UFC? do, of course. Ten fights on it, baby. There Ten plays. Uh, if you'd like to get 20% off that card, you can use the promo code WINTER20 at pregame.com. In fact, WINTER20 will get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. Maybe take 20% off the rest of college football season package, which gets you every play for this weekend in the, the championship games, or 20% off a daily best bet. Whatever you'd like, 20% off winter 20. Does it work at DaveAndBusters.com, or is it only pregame? It's only at pregame.com. Does Dave and Busters have a dot com? <laughs> like, what would you do there? There's no there's no games to play there. Reservations. Uh, I'm going to throw out an, a secondary code. I'm going to help the people out. If you're Let's really interested in the UFC stuff, they made okay. a special code for me this week, so I'll throw it out. It's just good for, I think, the next seven, six, seven days at this point. Uh, it's AJ50. And it's only good for one item. It's my 90-day UFC All-Access. Uh, as we come come to the end of 2023 right now, I'm plus 25 units in the UFC. Try to keep us down. They can't. So, uh, so if you want to get that 90-day All-Access, I, I do a card for every UFC event. Uh, now, summer. Some are big, some are small. Depends on how much value is out there. But I've got something up for every UFC event. Including this Saturday. Yeah, and you can get $50 off that 90-day all-access. Uh, and and hopefully we ride this thing up to plus 30 units by the end of the year. That's a big AJ50. I've known you about 100 weeks, maybe about 50 units in the UFC. AJ50. There we go. Sick. Again, those are the promo codes at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman and Mackenzie Rivers, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Yeah.